Welcome back to Disney Marvels for the week of May 8th, 2022. This is episode 175. Disney Marvels, the show about Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilm, Muppets, Pixar, 20th Century, the parks, and much, much more. If it has to do with Disney, it's fair game. I'm your host, Matthew Graken. Hey, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there, whether you're a mother-to-be, improper mother, adoptive mother, a foster mother, a grandmother, whatever your case is. Happy Mother's Day. I hope you had a fantastic day. Here's to you celebrating everything you do every day for your family and for others. We'll be back after these messages from our friends and sponsors. Hey Matthew, Jim Hill here. I do the Marvelous Disney Podcast with Aaron Adams over at the Jim Hill Media Podcast Network. I know, I know, very humble sounding name. Uh, Anyway, I really enjoy what you've been doing over on the Disney Marvels podcast. Uh, But as you probably already noticed, the Marvel Us Disney and the Disney Marvels podcast names are very, very similar. Which is why I imagine I keep getting mail for you. Um, That's actually why I'm calling today. I wanted to know what you'd like me to do with all of these Yankee Candle catalogs. Uh, So uh, please get back to me. Uh, Oh, and uh, keep up the great work with the Disney Marvels podcast. Thank you for those kind words, Jim. And make sure to check out Jim Hill on the Marvel Us Disney podcast with Aaron Adams to find out all sorts of wonderful things about Disney, well, Marvel uh, particularly, what's going on with them. And Jim, uh, those catalogs, I'll make sure to give you the forwarding address. And uh, unless if you want to order something, go right ahead. And once again, make sure to check out Marvel Us Disney with Jim Hill and Aaron Adams, wherever you find or listen to your podcasts. And now, on with the show. Recently, well, as recent as WandaVision last year, Marvel has brought us the idea of the multiverse, that not everything happens or not every decision just leads to one path. Multiple decisions happen at different times and cause different universes to be created from there. And things keep expanding, expanding and going crazy. And they gave us WandaVision and Loki expanded into this idea some more. And then we got What If, because we didn't think What If had anything to do with the MCU till we found out it has everything to do with the MCU. So we now finally get Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which we were supposed to get a couple years ago. But he has come upon us, and someone who knows all about being in a multiverse and traversing a multiverse. Just like America Chavez, we have Isaac on to join us to talk about this this film hello <laughs> what's up man um I, man i 
heck, I struggle to even move around in this universe, let alone multi at this moment. But okay, so, <laughs> thank you for the introduction. <laughs> Appreciate it. Man. No problem. Mm. No problem. Oh, so yes, the uh, I I uh, this is something that I think it was originally supposed to be twenty one that this movie was supposed to come out, and then of course because of COVID and everything, it had to get shut down and relocated. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think this. Um, again, everybody knows a lot of the movement. A lot of. Kevin Feige had to do a little bit of arranging due to the whole pandemic situation, though. But now we're here uh, with uh, Doctor Strange 2, the Multiverse Madness, man. And it kind of sat down and dropped. And, um, in, you know, what? to honestly get into it uh, in terms of a film, um, you know, I thought the film was a pretty good film. I thought it was a pretty decent film in terms of uh, um, what I think in terms of the realm of what the MCU wanted to do. Um, I think one of the things, I think one of the interesting things about phase four, it's, it, you know, it seems like we're now starting to see more of, uh, of mature, the mature of the, of the MCU, if that makes any sense to, to you, Matt, because like, I felt like phases one, two, and three was like, phase one was like kindergarten and then, Phase two and three, you can almost say it was kind of almost in between years of being lighthearted and colorful with all these big name, focusing more of the big superhero names. But now phase four is starting to head more into a little bit more mature territory, even maybe experimenting even a lot more darker themes and darker emotions and stuff and focusing a lot on character development. I really do feel like a show like a movie like that is the continuation of what we're seeing in phase four. And then and you totally get that was kind of the introduction with both uh with both Doctor Strange and Wanda Maximoff's character, two individual characters, especially with Wanda, Wanda Maximoff's character. In some ways, you could almost say this is more Wanda's movie than it is Strange's movie. You told I, I could totally agree with that. So yeah, the um, uh, in in the if COVID aside, so if that didn't happen, this movie would have spun right off at the. We'd had WandaVision, and then within a month or two, we would have had Doctor Strange, and I think things will have lined up even better then. Correct. Um. But it it still worked for me. Um, yeah. I think in some ways the passage of time made what what Wanda's character was doing and stuff kind of a little more gave it a little more weight to it. And we'll get into spoilers later. Right now we're going to stay on the spoiler free end. Um, yeah, I thought it was all around a relatively solid film. Mm-hmm. Um, Kim was a little confused by it but unfortunately she had to step out for about 15 minutes so she missed a chunk and i think she probably missed some um some kind of key things unfortunately yeah so that's why she's not on with us tonight because she initially was going to be joining us and talking about it um but she wasn't too too keen on it but like i said i think she might have missed missed some important things it at two hours and six minutes it's actually a very short movie for MCU. 
Yeah, yeah, I think that's very interesting to say. And originally, I know that Sam Raimi went out to talk about the idea that originally there was supposed to be a two-hour and 40-minute cut of that film. And it's funny that you bring that up because even though that I think the Multiverse of Madness, I think one of my issues, too, with the Multiverse of Madness and why I kind of gave it um, uh, a grade that I'm about to give it to you, I think one of my issues was, and going back to the theme of maturity, I think this was one of also a testing ground to see how Disney would handle a more horror aspect and and, and maybe what levels or what boundaries would uh, Disney be able to push it. Almost also the same level of like a, like a show like Moon Knight. Um, hopefully we'll talk about that soon. But I think the one I think when uh, when I watched when I think it, it almost felt like I, I was kind of hoping for a uh, how Marvel would do horror movie, but instead it was still more Marvel was horror movie elements. If that makes kind of any sense, a little bit. Um, yeah, uh, you know. And a part of me just felt like again there were some really cool ideas, and now and especially. Um, when we go talk about in our spoiler moment with a certain Illuminati <laughs> that mm. happened in the film, um, there were some really. I felt like there were some moments where um, where you knew you where you felt like okay, Marvel and Kevin Feige is kind of running the situation, but then there were some moments where you knew okay, Sam Raimi was kind of allowed to kind of do his thing because I think Sam Raimi was pretty good at you know really good if you remember like. Um, show like movies like the spider-man spider-man series greatly had a lot of horror like themes into it if you really paid attention to it and i felt like those same kind of themes um especially in spider-man 2 i think it was one of the ones kind of made their way into this form of movie into uh, uh even a couple of themes actually made their way into uh, particularly Doctor Strange and the Multi-Tour of Madness, where I kind of felt like that. But other than that, I thought that it was a, a you know a very good movie. Um, I like the dynamic between both um, Benedict Cumberbatch and the newcomer. Uh, I think uh, I'm hopefully, Lord, I don't put her name, but I believe the Sochi Sochi Gomez. Is that correct? I think it's Sochi. I believe it's Sochi Gomez. I know it's like almost like a ass. She's Mexican Aztec name, but. Uh, yeah, uh, it's um, Zochi, right? Zochi Gomez. Uh, I I had it here a moment. Yeah, um, yeah, it can't. Yeah, Zochi Gomez. Um, okay. she, I, I thought she does did fairly well in this movie. I as um, American Chavez. Yeah, so yeah, as American <laughs> Chavez, I liked what they did. I I I wanted a little more out of this character. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, a two-hour movie. I thought we got a, a fair amount. I I would say actually though for a two hour movie I would love to see the two hour and forty five minute version. Yeah, the, um, w- yeah, I agree. Because I, I, I think this was just a little too quick and a little too rushed. Um, there were some moments that I was hoping to get a little more out of and get you know stuff to breathe a little more. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe this is a side effect of having the Disney Plus series where we get a six hour movie more or less. So you you get those breathing moments and you get the um, character building moments. Um, we we do get some backstory on Strange and some of the characters, but I don't think I think that's one of the the um, downsides to this movie is that it was 
very fast paced. And you literally hit the ground running at the beginning. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I felt like and and, and why I go back to Sam Raimi, especially particularly in Spider-Man and how the movie, it, 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 it kind of is, re, it, it, re, it's almost like almost tit for tat, play for play from a Sam Raimi, like the Spider-Man movies back in 2000 and how mm-hmm. they would start the opening. They start the opening big with Somogoro chasing around and, you know, basically Doctor Strange kind of going through his moveset and then Wong Benedict played, um, and then Wong basically played by Benedict Wong. Um, mm-hmm. no, <laughs> the relation there, who's now basically, there. who's basically also now Master, uh, who's now called Superior Supreme at the moment. Um, you know, the two of them kind of playing with each other with their movesets and right now just kind of showing, the th- showing their stuff early off the bat, which I think was really, really incredible, too. One part, though, I want to jump back into the beginning, too, which I thought was really interesting, was when was the wedding scene. Um, in the beginning of the wedding scene, when he sits down for, uh, which I believe is uh, uh, Dr. Christine Palmer's wedding right now, and the very interesting conversation he has was, I guess, the former doctor that he used to work with, Basically, kind of explaining how he lost his cats and his brother and everybody in the blimp, uh, and, and I think it was a really interesting part where he goes and asks the question: "Is was that the only solution that you had to beat Thanos?" I'm paraphrasing it, and basically right. looked at him and said yes. And I thought it was kind of really intriguing and very interesting that he said that because, like, of course he had no idea or business what what happened in. Um, in, 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 in Infinity War. But, you know, the, the idea to kind of have that morality to be like, yeah, that's the only play that we can that could have, I thought was quite like an interesting moment for Doctor Strange to kind of sit down and think about, you know, at the, in that particular moment of time. I, om- I almost took that as he kind of he almost blamed Strange. In a way, yes. That it's, you know, was that really the only option? Mm-hmm. That's how I took it. That it was more of a jab at Strange. That you know, no, like that probably could've... was not the only option. But that's the only option that you wanted to take, or it, something along that line. Almost, um, yeah. And I, and it's funny too. And I think it's something that he had, like, he kind of dwelled on a little bit too. Like again, he he had no idea exactly what happened, or all because again, he's like. You look at him, and I think what's what's really cool about the character is like he's arguably one of the most powerful. You know, internet chatter has said since Infinity War, these are the two most powerful players in the MCU that could have yeah. defeated Thanos single-handedly by themselves. You know, which is. Very, very intriguing, and out of all the decisions, that was the only one decision that he could come up to play that would win everything, you know. Which I believe is going to be a very interesting test moving forward. Exactly. So I think it's also cool on how these two that powerful cre- uh, characters in the MCU are going to be the two <laughs> that may end up facing off against each other. In, in in this film. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's uh well that's that's not that's not say too much right now. I'm not. No. But um 
Yeah, it, it's you, this movie actually culminates again, like you're saying, two of the most powerful MCU characters at this time, and maybe some others. And um, I, I'm, I'm, like I said, I, w- I was hoping for some more breathing moments, but they, yeah. they really go into the ground running. Someone said to me on Friday, they saw it Thursday night, and they said, well, they, if you like Sam Raimi movies, you'll love this because that's how it's shot. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, particularly if you like his more the stuff that's on the, the horror, the edgier ones. Um, it's, uh, yeah, they, I know they're experimenting with the, the darker ends again, like you said, with this movie, with Moon Knight, um, we have Werewolf coming out in October for Halloween. We have Agatha uh, and the, uh, House of Harkness also kind of being played down the road as well. Yeah. Yep. So that's, you know, again, going to be much more of the darker, much more of the, um, heavier, tones a little more scarier and i there were some moments that were you know just fine colorful vibrant fun moments and then you do get some moments that are relatively creepy and you could take it out of a number of different horror movies um yeah, yeah like what the, uh, and i'm not a big horror movie so I, I i couldn't tell you all of them i think what the ring is one of them is that the one where they're watching a videotape that is correct. There is a ring, yes. Uh-huh. Ringu uh, for a Japanese title, yeah. So I, I think there was a few moments to me that seemed like they were um, out of that. So there, there is, if you're bringing little kids, my boys did okay through this movie. There was one or two times that they they kind of shied away Oh yeah. the end. But um, there were moments. Other- there are moments. Oh yeah, yeah there, there's there's some intense intense moments. Um, it's not anything super graphic. I mean, there is some blood in this movie. There is uh, some death of characters in this moment. Again, not getting into anything spoilerish. Um, but so just to prepare yourself, if again, if you're bringing younger ones, this is a. There is some some tougher moments yeah uh, for for ma- for pg-13 this is pg-13 correct this is pg-13 yeah no? okay. it's not off. yes yeah, it's, it's not yeah of course it, yeah mostly again marvel movies don't are not going to press into the realm pg-13 of, yeah and, and i kind of figured that marvel was not going to press into the realm of r um yeah i think again there were a lot of for the moments that do kind of go in the realm of horror I think they were shot very, very well. Mm-hmm. To me personally, I do wish, I, I, I do wish that, and I'm speaking to me, that I, I would have been very curious to see what this movie would have been under the, a rated R label to see how far they would push certain things just a I, little bit. But again, and, and, I, and I'm not going to sit here and say that it would make any difference, not to say that I'm a guy that would want more blood or more gore or anything like that. But a part of me would have been a little curious to see what a movie like this would have been under the rated R label and see those same scenes get maybe a little bit more of a, not, and maybe just a little extra 
push or an inch to see how that would have looked like under Sam Raimi's creative. I believe they were toying with the idea of making this the first MCU R movie. Mm -hmm. In the early, early stages, that was, I think, part of the idea. And they, they kind of walked that back for now. But they... You can tell they are really dipping their toes in that water and trying it's, to, yeah, you know, baby step their way to there. Um, right now they're that playing. That being in, said, they're playing in the shallow. They're, they're playing in the shallow. Yeah. They're dipping into a shallow pool of rated. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that really, I think that's the way they're going to to build up to some other things that they they want to do, um, and have relatively in actually in the works um early stages in the works like a deadpool 3 and that type of stuff and blade um, and yeah in blade and so that way it's not you know head on wait you went from clean and wholesome captain america to blade and deadpool so um yeah so that i think we're just slowly building to that um but that being said thinking about this movie what is a little different than some of the more uh recent mcu stuff the only things that i'd say you really need to watch beforehand more or less is wandavision yes what if and doctor strange you know, that is very funny because I was thinking about that, too, in terms of because I know we've been on your show and uh, other Matt, um, we've we, we always talked about, OK, how a lot, since there's so much in the library of films right now for a new new guy or for a newcomer that, you know, wanted to jump into a film like this so soon, um, you know. But, yeah, I feel like those are the, the probably the three best films that you can you can kind of start off with too. Um, uh, I I may also maybe include in um, Infinity Infinity War just to give a little more background on on, on Maximoff's character and yeah the pain if you want to. But I would but I do agree with you. Those are probably the the three the three of the, the 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 movies and the television show. Um, that you want, but also kind of building onto your point, I feel like now, like Disney probably feels like, hey, we're kind of already at a point where if we've now built the audience, and even if they don't get any new people, this gives a a great reason for people to buy Disney Plus. Again, not an advertisement, but just this is kind of like, okay, yeah. here, hey, if you really want to understand exactly what's going on, this is why you want to get Disney Plus moving forward. Um, with that also being said, I think even though there were some really cool moments with certain characters, there were other characters that I also kind of did felt that were kind of thrown away, unfortunately. Um, one of the, the bigger disappointments was, uh, the return of, uh, uh, Mordo, um, in this film. And the only reason why I say that in a particular way is how they handled this particular character, and um, I was a little disappointed in how they handled uh, that character coming back, only because, uh, you know, it's it's not that character, if that makes pretty much any sense, you know, in terms it, of how they handled it. It makes perfect sense, and again, I think this harkens back to saying that this was a rushed, um, 
the pacing felt rushed. Yeah. And only making a two hour and six minute uh, movie. And I don't know if that's because Spider-Man No Way Home was <clears throat> two hours and 40 whatever minutes. So it was a, a much longer movie. Two, uh, two hours and 30 something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like two hours, two and a half hours for that movie. Um, where this one is, you know, arguably half an hour shorter. Yeah. So that you 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 could do a fair amount in that half an hour, and I think to your point, that is a character and a character development that we really should have gotten some more of, and we didn't. Um, that that kind of whole segment there. Yeah. I think we we should have delved into more and delved gotten more out of it, and we. Uh, Sadly, we didn't. Um, well, I, I think what's upsetting about that particular character, like you said, um, it's it, it, again, it's like I, I don't think this is really spoiling it. Again, the character is brought out, but the problem is it's not it's not that character from the first film. If, no, and it's weird and that it was just how they tried to explain because, that. You know, it, it's it's unfortunately it's not that character from the first film, and it, it you know again the the same investment the fans built from the first character isn't this one of the second one, because yeah. if everybody remembers of that first character uh, of of Mordo presented in the first one, um, you know he he was built on trying to go after every magical person on the planet, and that was supposed to be which you would arguably would think would be set up in the sequel, unfortunately. This character had no real emotional connection towards that, clearly whatsoever. Though, but the, it just felt like the actor was just kind of thrown into in, in, into the pile for that one. So that really was a little bit of the bigger disappointment, and how uh, Chateau's Ethel Force character came back into this uh, particular film. Yeah. Um, um, let's. Why don't we give our rating? Okay. And then we could uh, we'll delve into some more spoilers type of things. Yeah, so uh, Isaac, what what are you going to give this movie? Um, you know, I'm going to give this a seven out of ten. I think again, this was still a very fun film. I think there was a lot of great moments in in this film. I thought there were, I think there were a lot of great good ideas. But again, I think throughout what we we're talking about, generally speaking, I think the movie. You know, in certain times when we talk about being movies being way too long, we maybe don't want to sit there for a three uh, a three hour film. Mm-hmm. I, you do or you do. This could have been a lot more warranted just to be able to explore a little bit more of the ideas. Um, it'd be cool if Disney maybe in the minds would come out with a special edition where maybe we get to see more Sam Raimi's ideas. Be maybe director cut a director cut that gets. A little bit explored. I don't know if uh, if I don't know if Disney does director cuts for a lot of them. I, I doubt they do. I think only, did, did did any any MCU get a director's cut? I doubt it. Uh, Trying to think here. Um, I don't think any of them got a director's cuts. Off the top of my head, I, not at this time that I can think of. I know they have stuff. To be able to put in mm-hmm. and i think they're just shelving those ideas for some other point to kind of pull out their back pocket maybe 
Um, yeah, but I don't think there's any like quote unquote director cut variations of an MCU movie that I know of. Yeah, not one I can think of right off the bat. So, no. yeah, I think this movie were you did... like an extended edition? Yeah, I felt like this movie could use a lot of time because there were some lot of cool moments and a lot of cool scenes that could have been expressed. Um, there was a really cool battle too, though, but I think we'll talk about that in the spoilers that involved music, um, <laughs> which was intriguing. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. other than that, I think uh, I think it was yeah. I think this movie could have used a lot more time, a lot more uh, exploring through that. So. So yeah, I I myself I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the. <laughs> Like I'm teetering between a six point five and a seven. I think I'm I'll give it the full seven. Um yeah. it it was a fun movie. Uh enjoyable. I it's it's like mid pack for me. It's not on the low end. Mm-hmm. Um it's not definitely not on the high end. I, I wanna say it's like an Ant Man to me. Okay. We got an Ant Man deal. It's it's or Ant Man the Wasp. It's a fun movie. It tells a story. Um, you get some cool special effects. You get some cool battles. Um, you get some things that could have big payoffs down the road, uh, particularly some introductories of characters. But you know, it, it's you know, overall, does it affect the the MCU much? Not that we're aware of yet. So yeah, I, I, it's it, it's I think a good solid seven, which is route, which is what I gave Ant Man. So that that oh. makes sense to me. I like that. Seven. Seven sounds good. No. All right, and on that note, if you haven't seen Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, please pause your recording here and go see the movie. And when you've seen the movie, come back and we can continue our discussion and uh yeah we will be moving forward at this point for uh, a more spoiler felt dr strange in the multiverse of madness discussion insert sound effect here or disclaimer here all right sir and on that note um the battle that you just mentioned was one of my favorite scenes. Okay. Oh, man. So uh, let's, uh, you know, before we even talk about that, I think we definitely, I think one of the things that I really do enjoy about, you know, to talk about between, I I, I do enjoy, uh, first of all, I, I think it was a great, choice to make Elizabeth Olsen's Wanda Maximoff the villain of this yeah series I want to actually and 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 I and I think you it, it honestly actually well you know before I even bring it what's your opinion of them going that direction um it makes perfect sense mm-hmm. especially with how WandaVision ended up and she had the dark hold and you could see the wheels turning in her head and where we left that character at the end of WandaVision um, makes perfect sense. Yeah. And in case of anyone is wondering, no, she's not dead. Yes, she's coming back. 
And I can say this with absolute certainty because she just signed a five-year contract with Disney. Not a five-movie deal. Five years for as much as they want to throw her into. So we will be seeing a lot more. I kind of, yeah, we'll we'll definitely will. That was not exactly the way that they ended off. Also, if you pay attention, if you do pay attention to how she died, it's kind of, and and the reason why I brought this up with Sam Raimi Spider-Man 2, if you pay attention, if you put those two movies together, uh-huh. they're beat for beat on exactly between Dr. Octopus's character and Wanda Maximoff's character. Line them up beat for beat, and they're just changed around a little bit. And you'll see exactly character that was good, then gets corrupted, then does the bad things, then realize the problem of his ways, and then sacrifices himself to save. True. <laughs> yep. Well, you, you get a little more of the arch in yes. Spider-Man, where this one, you hit the ground running with her being bad. I mean, they, they give you the illusion for five minutes, and then Strange goes, wait a second. She's like, oh, oh yeah. I never see... Where did we? I've heard that line before and some stuff. Like, oh, I, you never told me the name. That's that's played off in some other movies too. I've, I've yeah, heard that line. Basically, before. she's like, yeah, it's like, wait, I never told you that. I never told you the name of the kid or anything. I think I never uh-huh. told you the name of the child. And basically, that's kind of where you thought the person that we thought was going to be your ally is actually your main baddie of the. <laughs> And everything that was gorgeous turns to death. And yep. that's pretty much how everything kind of starts. And I think this was also really cool. Another thing that was also cool about this film is that we got to see Wanda Maximoff at her best. Wrecking. Wanda Maximoff wrecking house is the best Wanda Maximoff in anything right now in the MCU. If the anyone fact, had any question oh, dude, about the strength of this character, they displayed it on it's on full display oh, yeah. in this film, and it was good. It was <laughs> fantastic. Like this is this is how you put her up to tit for tat with Doctor Strange. And yeah, you can make the argument that it kind of put Doctor Strange on a, on his back heels because he was running. He was running away from her throughout this entire. Oh yeah. She's a scary. She's a scary person. I mean, uh, an incredibly scary person. And I also going back to one thing. I know we're bouncing back and forth. I know a lot of fans might feel a little disappointed with the fact that she was the bad guy of this film, though. But I I kind of do give um, Marvel almost. Uh, uh, I don't want to say basically the gumption to be able to make that decision because of how popular she is with a lot of fans out there and how they see her as more as a hero while the comics have really displayed her more as an anti-hero throughout her entire you know her presence she's sometimes good she sometimes can waver and just kind of doing things her own way because she has the power to wipe out reality and stuff like that and also what makes her really her character very interesting is even if you were to remove the fact that she is one of the most powerful characters on the MCU, just the fact that she lost her kids. And if you were just simply a mother who lost her kids that suddenly had the power to try to bring them back or try to figure out, would you, you'd be a little bit tempted to try it yourself, you know, 
So you can understand her grief and her pain going throughout this entire film of just simply just wanting her kids. Like she even said it in the film that she could rewrite. I could sit there and rewrite reality whatever time I want, but I just want my children back. <laughs> right, right. And as a parent, if you lost your kids mm-hmm. and you discovered that there was a way to bring them back, wouldn't you do that? Or of course, if you would you or not even would you do it? You would consider it. Even if it was for the briefest of moments, you would definitely consider it. And this takes it to that much further. Yeah. And it's it's almost the same presence. Let's go back to another movie. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is the whole premise behind that. Kingpin is trying to bring back his family. And that's what Wanda's doing here. And I think that's what makes her... I mean... <sighs> Bears. Bears in the wild. Yeah, they're they're dangerous, they're scary creatures. You give them their distance, they're fine. But you get between a mother bear and its cubs, and you're done. Yeah. I mean, you, you, that is something you do not do. And mm-hmm. in reality, I mean, you, you do not get between a mother and her children. Because the instinct and the urge right there is just pure protection and pure... You know, you you don't mess with my kid. Exactly. <clears throat> so and this it, is, yeah. yeah, this, um, it made perfect sense to me why she was doing that. And everyone's like, well, uh, people are saying, well, what about Vision? How come she didn't do anything? But well, Vision had his arc. And this is something she was given, tempted with her children, given the briefest moment, and then had them abruptly taken away. Vision, she already lost and she brought back. Her kids, she never had. Briefest of moment, they were there and then was gone, ripped away from her. So the arch that they put this character through, I think, is fantastic. In this, I said this with WandaVision. This is one of, I think, the most tortured characters in the MCU. Oh, yeah. Yeah, She lost her brother. She lost her love. She lost her children. Mm-hmm. She lost, in a way, her country was constantly in war. Yeah. How would she not be at the point that she is at this movie? Mm-hmm. Um, and to go to whatever extent, which fast forward, the resolve, I think, is beautiful as well. Yeah. Um, no. We can get to that at some point. Um. Yeah, it's. I I I, I think this in this I said this with the character of Thanos, <clears throat> where you can understand the villain and where they're coming from. Makes them that much more compelling. I agree. I agree. Now, some of the stunts that they had that character do, like whenever they were at the the temple and she started coming out of the water and coming out of the gong and stuff, that was creepy. <laughs> that was creepy. That was Sam Raimi at his best, man. That was some really cool, and I think that's where like a really cool um, horror elements where you bring up Ring and how like the ghost comes out of the television. It, 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 she captures those same creepy movements and elements in the way that she's moving. Like, yeah, she, uh, dude, this this was an amazing performance from Elizabeth Olsen on her side. It was just being a just a dangerous person throughout this entire film. Yeah, no, this this was good. 
Wanda's character was really, really good. I, I really did enjoy this. Um, there, uh, here's an, uh, uh, the, with that being uh, said, to, to kind of move on to, I want to just slightly focus on American Chavez's character. Uh, what did you, what were your thoughts on her in terms of uh, the introduction of her character and, and the power and the, all that stuff? Like, what, what's your feelings on that? Um, I thought it was uh, that was pretty cool. I I wanted a little more out of her. Mm-hmm. Um, so like performance wise and like, story wise. Story wise. Yeah, I think story wise. Um, the performance was decent. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, she, she wasn't pulling any, you know, like, Oscar-worthy performances, but no one was. Um, yeah, I, I, in the powers and stuff, I, I, I I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm all right with it. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it, a cool, it's a cool power. Don't get, it's like, it's, it's cool to see her Mike Tyson her way through the universe, but it's like, I think one of my weird is like oh man. One of my weird things about that power too is like uh, also it's, it's, I think it's a cool effect. Every time she punches, it makes us a star. Yeah. Even when uh, a certain certain spark or where they get trapped, she punches a star, which I think was pretty dope. I think my I think my issue I think my a little bit of a weird plot hole ish moment is like. Uh, it, it, it actually, it's not, yeah, it, no, it, it is a pop hole. I think the, the, what was kind of thrown away was uh, the, what, what were they chasing throughout the entire film? Um, it was not the Book of the Dark. It was the, the opposite of the Book of the Dark Hold. Yeah, which, the Light Hold or something like that. Yeah. It was something, something like that. I, I, I mean, people will correct us correctly, but yeah, it became a throw. Like that basically became like a throwaway plot plot device at the end yeah. like it was it was not important it really was not important weirdly enough um yeah, in was, the end it, like you said, it really had no purpose no it didn't it was it was, it was um a MacGuffin. it really was just basically uh just basically for like especially especially for like the final battle in that film what well, you know really was just to kind of basically for Doctor Strange to kind of pull out something, basically pull out another character just to simply have a pet talk, like a coach talk, like coach speaks, mm-hmm. so kind of like hey, and basically kind of pull like you had the power all along, you were the one directing us, like something really, <laughs> really corny. It was kind of a corny moment. I was sitting there like really like. Really, you went to so like what was the whole point of the whole? Which kind of was the like again? What was the whole point of the, that plot device uh, for her? That character? to have zombified Doctor Strange just for that to, moment, just yeah. for just for a coach talk. Like, hey, let me put you to the side, kid, and let you know what's happened in America. Uh, you know, so that to me was a little bit of a weird throwaway. Uh, I it just just to kind of set. Uh, the stage up for for the end and finale of that, but um, but yeah, that was just kind of my weird throwaway on that. I wasn't wasn't I, I felt like there, again there were that would be kind of my one of my weaker moments on, on that film. Um, with that being said, I 
Uh, do you want to talk about the the Illuminati, or you want to speak something else before we get into that? <laughs> well, uh, while we're, we're on got? Chavez, I, I have here from the, uh, the Ultimate Character Guide. Okay. To the Avengers, uh, was raised in a ut- utopian reality, um, also known as Miss America in the comics. Left her home to become a superhero, traveling across the dimensions to help others. She came to Earth after meeting a young Loki and not trusting the Norse god of mischief, kept to, uh, kept a protective eye on Loki's teammates in the Young Avengers. Super strong with an array of amazing powers, Miss America is a superhero with an attitude loyal to her friends and trouble for supervillains across the multiverse. Her powers um, are superhuman strength and durability. She can fly. She can kick open gateways between dimensions, allowing her to travel easily through different realities she punches her way through part of these yeah young avengers runaways in uh team brigade yeah like yeah and 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 i know in the comic book she teams up with both wickham and um uh what's the the speedster the young speedster along with uh kate bishop um Mm-hmm. Kate Bishop and the uh, the other green light character that's also in there. I kind of totally forget. That's one of the teams I know that she's she's affiliated with. Again, but again, this is a little bit different now. That uh, that uh, uh, at the end of the day, like she's in the MCU. I don't know exactly how that's gonna f- now. Again, we've now had basically if you if you think about it, four of these characters have already been introduced into the MCU already. Yeah. Uh, um, at this point, the last one was the fourth character. The, the, the green one was not introduced yet, but the other four have been um, throughout the, the the course of that. So I don't know if there's anything that's going to come of that. I doubt it. I don't know due, due to the different age differences between and it was the two kids. Although you could argue those kids don't exist, so they can easily age them up eventually if they wanted to. And then I don't know how they would either bring in like a kid Loki into the to that group, but. Um, but but at the end of the day, again, I don't know what the, what MCU's plans are moving forward of either doing the Young Brigade version of that though. But well, yeah, yeah. You Loki and um, in Loki. Loki, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's Kid uh, Loki, Kate have... Bishop, and then uh, Wickham and uh, I, I, what's the Speedster? What's the Speedster's name? <laughs> I don't remember. But yeah, uh, I, I think uh, they're they're gearing up for a Young Avengers type of deal because you know now we have Ms. Marvel coming out next month and then Ironheart is ramping up production for yep. next year uh year after I that? believe soon. soon because there isn't there talk about isn't Wakanda forever coming out by the end of this year and she shows up in that yeah so yep. that would honestly make sense and there is also another character um from if you remember captain uh captain falcon uh falcon the winter soldier um isaiah bradley's uh, grandson is also an avenger mm-hmm. so basically if they are going to go that route the pieces are already already been laid out and set throughout the multiverse so you've already seen these characters already if they want to play with that in third realm um yeah. So, um, yeah, we got, uh, let's see here. I 
don't have a date for Ironheart yet on IMDb. Um, you got a, you got a number of things, possibilities in different directions where things could be going with this. Um, but I, I, I enjoyed what they gave us of her character. Yeah. Um, and then the Illuminati, I, I felt was a little too, I wanted to spend more time in with that group. Um, that, that whole area. Yeah. Uh, you know, unfortunately, it wasn't until the end where he said, oh, these are Ultron bots. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Mr. Fantastic showed up and, you know, we, we, we got a, a brief moment of that. Yeah. You know, so, with the idea that we will be seeing a lot more of him relatively soon. Mm-hmm. Then Professor X, or X finally shows up at the, oh, late for the meeting I am, you know. Not oh no, but 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 but, but you have to no, but you you're you're underplaying that. Not yeah. only not only did Patrick Stewart's chair Ellis Xavier showed up in the yellow hovering wheelchair, he showed up in the hovering wheelchair playing the nineties classic theme song. Oh yeah. <laughs> how did you know dude, how did you know? <laughs> When they because, played the little theme song to it, I was like, what are you doing? Like, dude, are you trying to make me bump this movie to an eight? Well, yeah, I, well, someone, I think Jim Hilt said that he heard it, he's not playing the X-Men movie, Patrick Stewart. He is playing the 90s, the 90s animated series, uh, Professor Xavier. Really, is that is that why they played the little the, the uh-huh. little thing to it too as well? Yeah. Oh, so I was like, oh my god, are you serious? Um, I didn't hear that because there, there was, unlike Spider Man, a lot of people were clapping in this movie. Okay. <laughs> they, they cheered for Fa- Mr. Fantastic, and then they cheered even louder for Professor Xavier. Yeah, especially when they play the little ding. Um, you know what? And let's let's actually kind of talk about the actors that were actually uh, that that kind of came back in uh, the the Illuminati. Um, I, I think we clearly um, the clearly the characters that definitely came back were one of Peggy Carter, who everybody knows was Captain Carter in What If. Um, it's fantastic fun. to see her. Which was great to see her, and uh, we also had Captain uh, Marvel, which I think was a really uh, the Captain. I think we also had Captain Marvel's character come back as well from uh, from the first film, right? Is that? I'm, I'm I was trying to. Oh, uh, that's uh, Lashana Lynch. She came back as Maria Rambo. Uh huh. Mashara Lynch came back as Maria Rambo for that film, which was pretty cool. Um, another one, another character. Uh, who else? Who else was that? So it was her. Uh, there was another character, Black Bolt. Black Bolt. Yep, I'd explain to to my daughter who th- that was. Black Bolt the, uh... was actually. Here's the funny thing about Black Bolt. Um, you you know who that you know who the actor is, right? No, I, I didn't see who the actor was behind the. Uh, That's, behind the that is Anson Mount, 
who is currently on the new uh, Star Trek, I think, new Discovery show that's coming out. Okay. What's very, what's great about what they did is he's actually the same actor that actually played in the Inhumans Inhuman? 2017 show. I was just, I was wondering about that. Yeah. So they did. So the fact that they again now this is a completely different multi-universe version of it. This is a more comic accurate version of him. But you know the fact that we're able to bring that character, bring his act, bring him back for that, I thought was pretty, pretty telling. And and then everybody knows um, the 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 gentleman for the office. Uh, what was it, Patrick? Uh, Patrick Stewart. No, not not Patrick Stewart. Yeah, but consistency. Yes, yeah, thank you. Yes, uh, he came back um, to play, which everybody was hoping he eventually actually would be the one to play Reed Richards. So you basically know what that means, right, Matt? They 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 already have his they already have her, his wife Emily Blunt under Disney already. Yeah, Jim was talking about. Um just yeah. the other day on his show not only are they the you know courting him to, to be mr fantastic giving him the directorial reins for oh, really? fantastic That's four a- and hey why don't you bring your wife over to play uh sue reed this has been the most uh reddit requested fan <laughs> cast in for the longest period of time. So yep. it's clear that they've been listening to a lot of the fan base and MC that they wanted those two to play those particular characters for a very, very long time. So, and um, here is, and it will, but with that being said, um, I do have a little bit of a pet peeve exactly with the whole multiverse thing about what they just did and bringing these characters in. I do feel like now that they they, they went this way, um, I do feel like it. it may, I don't know if this opens up. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't open up lazy writing, if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. in terms of the way that okay, instead we can just you know now we kind of have the liberty to we can kind of get rid of certain characters and bring certain people back because now um, you know now that death isn't really there's no uh, death doesn't really hold any kind of weight hopefully in in in, in the next in phase four I'm, I'm a little concerned about that now that they brought it they've now introduced these characters like they introduced the reed richards moving forward granted that's not our six it's not 616 reed richards no it's 813 reeds richards exactly but the fact that you know they can introduce characters and kill them off and bring them off easy as they will. I just hope that doesn't become an a, an excuse of a lazy writing trope. That's what I'm worried about moving forward. I, I would think not, but you never know. Yeah. Um, but I, I wouldn't think that that this is a direction that they would go in because that's something they've always been fairly sturdy about. It's, I mean, it's the comic books. You could always bring somebody back for one way or another. Yeah. He threw a normal human off a moving train into the icy waters and brought him back with a cy- cybernetic arm. But there was there was justification along the way and everything like that. 
So well, that's yeah. a little different. This is I'm talking about like writing, like like writing the actor out, and then okay, here's a new, you know, here's a new actor coming back, you know, like hey, like 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 I don't want like I don't want to see like Tony like say. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Like how important that death was in terms of the elf of moving moving forward, and then all of a sudden there's a multi-universe Robert Downey Jr. coming back out there, you know, in terms of the play of the character and stuff like that. Hey, you know? To your point, I'm glad you brought that up. That was not in the movie. Everyone swore up and down. Oh, look, we have pictures of Tom Cruise on the set. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm like I didn't buy into that. No. So people, oh yeah, he's there. He's gonna be. Oh, and he's gonna be playing this and that and that and this. And this it's absolutely happening. <laughs> nope. Just happen. like they saw Harrison Ford in costume filming the final scenes of Boba Fett weeks before it came out. He was there, and he was in London, and he did this. And it, well, he was there, and it's gonna. This is gonna be the end of Boba Fett. It's gonna be Harrison Ford showing up. Nope. So, no. just no. food for thought for anyone who believes everything they read on the internet. Nope. Nope. Sorry, not no. happening. No. Um, well, you know, I'm, I'm happy that didn't happen though. But, uh, but that being said, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, go back to that, that Illuminati fight. That being said, in terms of now bounce and all that, uh, yeah, even though like even when they introduce all those characters, I'm like, yeah, you're just there to die. <laughs> you're just there and to man, get was that hurt. brutal? That oh god, brutal. Oh, oh the worst. Okay, out of all of the deaths, who do you think got the worst? Out of everybody in the Illuminati. Who got it the worst? Who got the worst death? Yes. Black Bolt. Black Bolt, yeah. That's brutal. That was... That was... Uh, you know, she took his mouth away. He yep, that, gasped, <laughs> and it was enough of a sound to explode his brain. Dude, but he, you actually what, see his head cave in. Here's my problem, with, and, and I think this is where I wish they went a little bit more rated R with it, which is like maybe they'd be a little bit more lenient with more blood on that in, in that situation. Although, but although here was like really stupid writing. Reed Richards did before, you know, going into this weird spiel of like, stop. I understand how you're feeling, Wanda. Oh, also, if you do anything, Black Bolt can kill you with a single word, which basically is like, Reed, why would you bleep and say that? Like, Wanda was probably not even thinking of that until you mentioned it. Considering that she didn't know who he was. Exactly. And why would you sit there and mention that to her, to think of that in the, in, in the moment? Again, Really not again. There was like a little bit of dumb writing, a little bit of lazy writing, and that kind of kind of creeped in. So much for the smartest man in the universe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then he turned into a bunch of. He died and turned into a bunch of balloons, uh, little balloons, and he which, turned to spaghetti. He turned to spaghetti, which was pretty hilarious. Uh, Peggy Carter's was also pretty. Uh, right, that's because there's more of an emotional connection to Peggy Carter. Yeah, I think a lot of there was a lot more of a bigger connection to that too, though. However, and I feel like this was where this fight scene, where we got to see more of the Sam Raimi like editing and cuts and focus mm-hmm. on situations. 
where it kind of moved in and stuff like that, especially when the moment when they've zoomed in in Peggy Carter's face. Like, there were, yeah. like, a lot of the violence in here was a lot of, um, they, they don't directly show it to you, but they imply, if that makes right. sense. They imply the violence. I wish they showed me it in those certain situations. Again, implying works, but I would, I just want, I really wanted to see that happen just to see, like, the, the real, the, the shock value of it. You I, really wanted to see Peggy Carter cut in half? Yeah, man, dude. Like, yeah, listen, with if you. If you're She's a beautiful go, woman. Why do you want to see her cut in half? Listen, I love piece of Peggy Carter, dude. I love me some Hatwell, dude. But if you're gonna cut her in half, I want to see her get sliced in half, man. It's like the oh, Darth Maul scene. That's, I, I wanted, that's what I wanted, ran through my head. Yeah, I wanted. I really wanted to see uh, Black Bolt's head blow up. I mean, containing explosion sounds sucky. But I wanted, I, I really wanted them to go all out on that. Um, yeah, Captain Marvel's death was like, like that one I really didn't understand. Like you're kind of like the one of the more powerful heroes in said universe. So for her to die that way that she did was also a little shock in terms of Captain Marvel. Um, also another good death was Professor Xavier. That was pretty. Uh, that was a nice one. I almost got up out of my seat and screamed. <laughs> <laughs> was <for> no. <laughs> the nice good old next step <laughs> next step in the mind again that's a moment that i thought could have played out a little longer oh yeah right, and because there's so much detail even though the, the scene is barren there's you see nothing but the the door and then the crumbled bricks but there's so much detail in that that it is it's actually Wanda's old home from Sokovia. Because it's you had the TV, you had the, the collapsed building, which her and her brother were in, and you hear the bombs going off. So it is, it is the whole um, where they lived, her and her brother. Yep. That's where she oh. trapped herself. Yeah, yeah. Which was elaborate trap, which I think was more of a trap than an, an actual Hurricane suck. She knew what she was doing. She was trying oh, to yeah, find Laura in just so they can get this. That way, uh, Professor Xavier gets that sweet release. <laughs> yeah, I, but I would have liked to have seen them like grapple and in, in, in battle a little bit first. In, in the Mayan battle? Yeah. Know? Yeah, it's almost it, it's almost for like a uh, uh, almost like a um like in in planet hulk where um where bruce brander tricks dr strange um gets him close and then he gets him in as 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 bruce uh, as, as bruce banner and then in a minute that dr strange is close which is back to hulk just to crush his hands that way he can no longer cast and use magic spells it's kind of like that i thought that was kind of it was a nice little nod that I thought of so. It was yeah, really, yeah. Really well done on that. Oh, yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was something else. And that that chase scene through the tunnels um was fantastic. Oh, dude, it was incredibly. It was it was incredibly like scary, man. How they did that, it was well done, well pushed to that. Incredibly yeah. well done. It was like something out of Aliens, you know. <laughs> getting chased down and uh, that was 
Um, yeah, that was really good. So something early in the movie, I wanted to bring up and see if you you noticed this. Mm-hmm. And and I just got my head spinning a little bit. So at the beginning, when Wong and uh, Strange after they rescue um, Chavez, and they're sitting down in the cafe, and they're they're eating and they're questioning her. And she asks him, well, what kind of experience do you have with the multiverse? And Strange goes, oh, yeah, with Spider-Man and the whole thing. I'm like, wait a second. Weren't you supposed to forget about that? <laughs> that was really interesting. That was totally really interesting. Um, hold on now. Yeah, it's... Well, I, um, uh... I wasn't sure. Now, Paige said to me that it was only forgetting who Spider-Man was, and not the the events of everything that happened. But to me, I thought it was kind of like a, a wipe the slate clean and forgot about the events that happened. Because whenever Peter Parker goes back and sees um, MJ's character, and she has the cut on her head, but it didn't seem like she remembered how she got the cut on her head. Where only Peter just remembers the events of everything. So that's because then she would remember who Peter was. So I think that's kind of like a catch 22 thing. So I, I thought they would come kind of just, okay, maybe they remember who Spider Man is because he's still swinging around and everything like that. But to the events that surrounded it, where the three Spider Man show up and the, the multi, you know, the, the, planes and the universe is colliding and um, splitting open and characters starting to come through. I thought that's something that again would have just kind of gone erased from most to everybody's memory. Because um, even Happy remembered who Spider-Man was. Even Happy remembered who, who Spider-Man knew of Spider-Man. But not who, you know, that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. He doesn't even remember who doesn't recognize Peter Parker whatsoever, but you don't ever get a sense of, do they remember the events and not just Peter Parker, not Peter Parker, but they remember the events of the movie and the, the villains coming through and the battle, having to battle the villains or it all becomes kind of this weird blur and unknown that happens so that's that's a scene to me that's or a line to me that seemed a little bizarre that oh yeah we 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 have a spider-man and we have it, it's it's comical because how they they play off and we have the insect avengers and then we have the uh, magical avengers and we have these other avengers but what what do they remember but obviously he remembers everything I guess because they said, "Oh yeah, we have experience in this. We we dealt with the multiverse with Spider-Man." It, I don't. It was a, it's a little hazy to me, and it, they they quickly plow through that. Now, from my understanding, because again, going back to the original order of release, is that this movie would predate Spider-Man: uh, No Way Home. And it was America Chavez who's the one that ended up bringing the the uh, different Peter Parkers in together because she would put the whole 
uh, punches a hole into reality and be able to pull in. Hey, look, here's Toby McGuire. Boom. Hey, look, here's Andrew Garfield and brings them all together. And well, things being as they are, we only we ended up with Doctor Strange after Spider-Man. Sony was able to produce it a lot faster than they than Marvel was able to produce this one. But Marvel's got their hands pretty full with a lot going on at the moment. So what is <sighs> so I mean, I, I'm probably reading too much into that part. But it's, uh, yeah, it it was just something that kind of made me question. One of those moments, like, wait, wait, wait a second here. But that leads into more other interesting moments. Again, you you have the aliens from the What If uh, Doctor Strange episode. They're popping up in this, um, which makes it important. You get the zombies. It's not the, the zombies from What If. It's not those zombies. But you still, again, get a taste of Marvel zombies in the MCU, just like you did in Spider-Man Far From Home. You had the, the brief flash of zombie Iron Man, and now you get the the a lot more of the zombie Doctor Strange, which is kind of disturbing. And it was, it was something else. But yeah, the, I mean, as far as that throwaway line of Oh yeah, I remember those uh, I remember we have experience with the multiverse It was from uh, Spider-Man Like I said, I thought they forgot all that <laughs> Yeah, you know That, that was actually really well Again, and, and I think there was a There was a, again one of those weird Writing points Again, where, I, where, where maybe uh, Again, where It feels like when you're dealing with uh, Disney and with the, with everything that that's happening right now, it feels like writers can tend to forget about a couple of key moment and points right now. I think it's it's so difficult to kind of keep in track of what's happening right now. It can be kind of a little bit overwhelming right now in terms of little points like that. So, uh, I, again, I think that it is one of those kind of weird itch like. Now I, I think I, I, again I think you're starting to see more in Phase Four where they're 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 trying to focus on more on just individual movies still within the MCU so they can still pull characters out to you know hopefully like the next writers or directors that come in they're not burdened with trying to remember everything that's happened within the last 23 films moving forward yeah, no. in these movies so. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, but that was a weird notice about, like, okay, are these plot points making sense? How is he saying this? We even know clearly you're not supposed to have, have any remembrance of it, though. But I guess maybe, or maybe is it that's just Doctor Strange. Maybe Doctor Strange is the one that's supposed to remember who Spider-Man was, but Spider-Man... No, he even I, said that he wouldn't remember. Oh, did he? Yeah, he said he wouldn't remember who Peter Parker was. But like I said, maybe he just re- they remember the events. Maybe, probably. Yeah. But maybe, I don't know. yeah, a lot of a uh, a little bit of a story error uh, um, in that kind of situation. I could totally see that. It was just a, a quick Nick Piggy this thing that came up. But um, I think let's let's finish up. Let's talk about that battle between Strange and Strange. 
Strange and strange. Yeah, so I thought that was a very interesting creative way that they did that. I thought that was interesting. Um, throw it in, what, wasn't Beethoven and the Phantom of the Opera? And uh, there, was, there was a number of different pieces, and it just kind of threw. I think that was a brilliant idea. Like, okay, let's have him. Oh, he could turn the notes into weapons. But let's have the notes actually play the notes out to the piece as it all happens. And I thought that that was genius. Yeah. That hey. was a very creative moment, uh, I thought, throughout that in, in, in that fight between both of the strangers and stuff like that. As well as fighting against the one that had the third eye, too, which I thought that was pretty interesting as well. So, uh, it, you know, uh, I yeah, no, I thought that was very cl- clever and very well done how that was played out. Uh, between the different like orchestra, and for people that are probably music buffs or who are really big into classic musicals, uh, I think people would be able to recognize a lot of those different music that was thrown out there and how it kind of affects. The, I thought that was pretty neat. I thought it was dope. I recognize them at this moment, though I can't, uh, couldn't tell you which pieces they are, but it was, it was just so. I was just so. Beethoven the and Phantom of the Opera were the two ones that that stuck out with me the most. I want to believe. Maybe I think Phantom of the Opera is the most. Maybe Beethoven. I I don't know, but it was it was just really genius. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Visually, um, the the auditory just just so it just really sucked you into that battle because yeah, you know the intensity of the music matched the intensity of the battle with the the soft, the highs and the lows and. When they put up the shield of the the staff and then the notes hitting that and you just get the the bounce back. I, I, I keep the I love this. This was wow. This is one of the the um, more creative battle type of methods that you could have done, and no better way to do it in a Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, fits um, in with the whole madness fi- fi- theme. I can tell you that. Which yeah. In, in the... All right, yeah, testing your knowledge. What's up with the third eye? You know, I was actually going to ask you that because I actually did, uh, really I, isn't that I know what's the third. What, what I'm guessing was the third eye. Isn't that like now that you've become all more on the uh, uh, more all seeing or more. Uh, what's the word? Uh, omni, omnipresent. Omnipresent. Is that, yeah, wasn't that the whole point of that, which basically kind of... It, it, I, I know that it's really important to Doctor Strange now that, that, that he's, he's, he reaches that level. It's all uh, for, for a big reason for that. Other than that, I, I know that just makes him more... I mean, I'll, I'll see you now with that third eye. Yeah, it's... um. I know they had it in the what if... Somebody who's absorbing all the other creatures' powers, he did develop that third eye. Yep. Um, which is where I thought the that was the uh, strange that he was fighting. The Doctor Strange he was fighting. I thought yeah. that too, but then I I think it, again that 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 strange right now is babysitting. Um, remember, it's babysitting Killmonger and uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, in the. And in Zola, uh, Doctor Zola at the moment, yeah. So that I knew that I knew it wasn't that particular Doctor Strange. 
again, there again, there's so many different multiverse versions of Doctor Strange, like I said, throughout the entire universe, which I thought was uh, pretty pretty interesting. So, and they all messed up with Christine. Yep. They if all, there's one consistent, they all blew it with the girl. Although, you remember, the other Doctor Strange and Wada basically watched her die. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's uh, yeah. That's uh, rough. Yeah, that one's rough. But, uh, so, but yeah, the, uh, yeah, that battle was good. Um, yeah. yeah oh, who, who was that girl? In the, the first, um, there's two after credit scenes. Who was the girl in the first one? Oh, okay. So, the girl that was introduced, and I was actually come, uh, I actually kind of remember her name. I forgot. I, 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 I know that, okay, played by uh, uh, Charlie Saren, right? That's Charlie Saren's character. That Charlie Saren that just popped out. I think uh, so. Yeah. So with her, that is, um, I know that is a Doctor Strange future wife that just okay. got introduced into the in, into the realm, um, and which is it's funny that you brought uh, uh, her up. I I, I, I want her. I think her name is Cena. I'm pretty sure her name starts with C, like Cena. But all I know is that she is the, I want to say she is the daughter to Dormammu. Uh, and basically, if you remember her ripping that portal, that universe portal, is them yeah. going back into Dormammu. Um, um, I, I'm messing up the bad guy's name for the first one in the world. Because I think whenever he fought him and messed everything up, I think kind of messed that world up, and that's her basically. Because um, I know in the comics, um, she, he sends her to find Doctor Strange to help him take care of the world. Basically, I think his world's being overrun again, and she seeks help from her in in in, in that way. So that I know pretty much. Um, that's all I kind of know, but yeah, her her name is Doctor Sela Strange, and uh, again, which is going to be played by Charlie Theron moving forward um, uh, as her new character. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, that's pretty much what's setting up for uh, Doctor Strange uh, the third movie moving forward. But okay. that is her wife. That her that becomes her future wife. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. And she she is just as she becomes just as powerful as uh, Doctor Strange, so so there's going to be a lot of sorcerers basically going to be pretty much lapping Doctor Strange pretty soon, and she's one of those sorcerers. Nice, nice. Doctor Steel Strange. So uh, yeah, and also we also got a Bruce Campbell uh, guest appearance. A lot of people are hoping that maybe Bruce Campbell would have been one of the uh, one of the multiverse doctors. Uh, instead, unfortunately, uh, he ends up becoming a, uh, a a merchant in other future New York. And pizza just, guy, like, pizza guy gets Pete no pizza balls, which but actually he, looks like a really cool idea. I I I I could go for some of those. 
Yeah, that looks pretty cool. Also, I do like the the, the play with worlds, like where uh, red means go and green really means stop. Like, yeah. I always thought, I don't know if you ever had those weird ideas and thoughts about that, like what an alternate universe would be, um, you know, going in and stuff like that. Like, okay, maybe walking backwards, like maybe like almost like yes means no and no means yes, like those little things like that. I thought that it's like, yeah, that's kind of clever that, you know, I would think that, you know. Switch up some opposites. Uh, like where Chavez is like, oh, you're the only universe that you actually have to pay for food. Hey, you have yeah. to pay for that. <laughs> oh, I guess I, I guess this universe too. So, yeah, sorry to play universe and yeah, play that. Also, like the, the concept of the idea that your dreams could be a actually a path just you seeing another you in another multi-universe, which I thought that was pretty much was pretty interesting. That was uh, that was an interesting concept, and I I I liked where they went with that because it it helped play um parts of the movie play out. Yeah. Um, you're the guy that you just mentioned. Of course, he gets the last word of the movie. Did you not see the second end uh, end credit scene? Yeah, yeah, pretty much it was. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that, yeah, that that which was scared. <laughs> it's over. It's over. Done. Punching himself scene. in the face. Yeah, uh, Bruce Campbell punching himself in the face. Yeah, I, I remember that. Uh, but yeah, other than that, in terms of the film, uh, yeah, beat by beat, uh, it was again a lot. Again, this. It would have been nice to see certain ideas flushed out a little bit more longer, yeah, um, and and maybe pushed a little bit more further than uh, what was originally done. Though, but yeah, and that's why I said again, I feel like it it was not not they didn't jump in full into the pool in the horror elements. I think they just kind of dabbled in the shallow end of some horror. It was still a Marvel movie foremost. But was some horror elements uh, thrown in, right. which um, you know you also kind of wonder in uh, moving forward. Remember the original director left because originally he wanted it to be more horror than it than I think what we got now, which I yes. thought was very interesting. So yes. like I said, they were initially going for that R rating. Um, and and they Kevin, because of creating differences. Yeah, the uh, good old uh, quotations. Everybody creative differences. So mm-hmm. I think he really wanted to push for that R rating, and I think, which is another reason why I was like, um, the, I, I, like I said, I wish this would have been the movie just to kind of see what Marvel would look like under the realms. If this was a movie that you want to test that ground, I thought this would have been the best movie to do it. But um, I, 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 and it also kind of, I don't want to say worries me, but uh, yeah, um, that uh, you know, um, hopefully they, they. I understand that was PG-13. This is still going to be their bread and the butter. They, don't, they might not dip much into the radar, but, you know, that I was kind of hoping for a radar film. But, yeah, and like I said, I think we will get there one day. I just don't think they're they're really taking the baby steps. I don't think they're there just yet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think um, 
I think that's good. I mean, anything else you want to bring up quickly about it? or? That's pretty much it, man. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. And uh, yeah, let us know what you guys think out there in the podcast world. Um, what did you think of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? This is a lot of madness going on. And Isaac, thank you for navigating it with me. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me on, man. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you again, Isaac, for joining us this week. Again, what is your favorite part of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness? Or would you think of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness? Join the conversation on Facebook. Our Facebook group is facebook.com slash groups slash Disney Marvel's Podcast. On Instagram, we're at Disney Marvel's Podcast. TikTok at Disney Marvel's Podcast. And on the Twitter at Disney Marvel's. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can hear the audio version of the podcast plus some other things that we've been posting. Feel free to reach out to us. Be heard on the show. You can leave us a voice message through the Anchor app or anchor.fm website or record your own message electronically on your smartphone, tablet, computer, and email it along with any questions or suggestions you may have to disneymarvels at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out the latest Disney Marvels blog at disneymarvels.blogspot.com. One day I will update that again some more. Links to all of these are in the show notes. I want to thank you for your time. I know how little time we all have. I say this every week and I do mean it. I know how crazy life is. I, you know, to get stuff done, um, there's not enough hours in the day. And the fact that you get to spend some of that time with us, or that you do spend some of that limited time you have with us, means a lot to us. I mean, we really do appreciate it. Um, again, like I ask every week, please, let people know that you're listening. Share the links out on social media. Tag us along so we know that's what's going on. And if you really, really feel generous, go on to Apple Podcasts, Leave us a rating and review, reading and or review. You don't, you know, can just do the rating. You don't have to do the whole review part if you don't want to. It helps the show out a lot that way. Lets other people find out about the show and uh, helps. Yeah, Apple will do this part too. You can do this on Spotify as well. Leave us a rating on there. Walt believed in a big Disney family, and so do I. Don't forget to subscribe to the show while you're at it. This way you always know when a new episode is posted. While you're at it, also consider becoming a premium subscriber. Truly help the show out. This way you get more movie reviews, video reviews, etc. You can do this over at anchor.fm slash disneymarvels slash support or find our Patreon page. Or you can also check out our merchandise shop where you can get yourself some really cool Disney Marvel stuff there shirts hoodies what what have you i wear my shirt and hoodie all the time very comfortable hard wearing had it for several years now still looks great you can find links to all these in the show notes as well because remember this show is brought to you by listeners like you in japan broken objects are often repaired with gold these flaws are seen as 
a unique piece of the object's history, which adds to it its beauty. Consider this the next time you feel broken. That's by Anonymous. Remember, be your own hero. Never give up. Never give in. It's okay to ask for help. You are worth more than sometimes you realize. And now I'd like to end this week's show with a quote from Walt Disney himself. Disneyland is a thing that I can keep modeling and shaping. It's a three-dimensional thing to play with. But when I say play with it, I don't mean I don't mean that. Everything I do, I keep a practical eye towards the appeal to the public. Again, that's from Walt Disney. Thank you again for listening, everyone, and I'll see you next time.